Hello, good public. Good day. It is I, Bo, sex and love addict. And I, Dolly, sex and love addict. Welcome to Midtimers, y'all. Yeah, welcome. So, this week... (laughs) (coughs) 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 And that's it. We'll see you guys later. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, This week... Bo has been a little sick. Um, so, these sound effects coming at you live are straight from her face. And not special effects at all whatsoever. Yep, I'm really making liquid come out of the orifices of my face. You're welcome. Hashtag uh, vulnerability. Right, and of course, though, the coughing fit doesn't start until we're recording. Yeah, honestly, that's the first time she's coughed, and we've been in this car together for like 10 minutes now. <sighs> So, doing great. Yeah, we're calling you guys. Well, I guess this is not a phone call, but hi, hi, hi. Hello, glad to be talking to you. Uh, we are checking in, just where we are in life and what we're up to. We also will be talking about shame a little bit because it still has to do with where we are and what we doing. <laughs> so I'm gonna blow my nose one more time and let Dolly get started. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna give you the floor for a second, girl. Um, so, here's the thing. Um, where am I today? Okay, let's do that. How am I feeling? Yeah, how you feeling? I am feeling some anxiety. What? Yeah, I'm feeling a lot of anxiety, actually. I'm feeling some anxiety. I'm feeling, um, some like overwhelmed feelings and tired I could really use a yoga class honestly like I feel like my body is a little tense and tight um I'm a little stressed out because Game of Thrones season finale happens tonight and I'm anxious about it um (laughs) it's gonna be fine guys or probably not who knows everyone's gonna die um we all die anyways right so it's Anyways, I'm fine. Totally fine. Um, and maybe also I'm not. Um, yeah, I'm feeling mostly stressed and a little anxious. Mildly concerned that Bo might die in the car with me right here, right now. Um, but other than that, I'm, I'm feeling some gratitude, too. And um, I'm feeling very willing. I'm feeling overwhelmed, but I am feeling very willing today. Mm-hmm. Y'all, I'm also feeling willing. Hi. Feeling sick, feeling germy, feeling like I'm on my period, mm-hmm. but I'm also feeling willing. <laughs> so that's good news, I guess. Um, yeah, I'm still waiting on my period. It's two weeks late. Uh, Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt your check-in. Yeah, no, yeah, that overdue periods. I'm just like, where Ugh. is she, you know? What's happening? So, yeah, I'm feeling sick. I'm feeling like I'm on my period. Um, I'm feeling willing. I'm feeling um, really willing to connect to my higher power um, in ways that I've kind of let slip by me lately. Um, I'm feeling... Wow. I'm feeling... Feeling. I'm feeling willing. Um, I'm feeling a little adventurous and ready to complete projects and get new shit on board which is always exciting 
Um, yeah, that's how I'm feeling. Mm. Wow, I have so many things to check in. Right, I know. Where does one even start? Let's start with this week. Let's just start with the beginning of this week. Right? Because, like, I feel like that's a good place. Okay. I'm going to start listing things out loud that I want to check in. Okay. And then I'm going to start checking shit in. We'll see what actually happens. Yeah. Okay. Um, I want to check in about the Australian dude. Mm. Wow, I just said this whole list, and then I, now that's all I can think of. Oh, my family. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess let's just start there, because I forgot all the other things I wanted to check in. The party last night? Oh, Yeah. Yeah, okay, I'll start with the party. Those are, like, those yeah. are like three big things that you've been talking about a lot this week. Yeah, okay, so let me start with my family, and then I'll talk about the party, and then the Australian dude. Yeah? Which will lead me to talk about shame, and also um, Dolly's friend, who shall not be named. Um, not your special friend, the other friend. Mm-hmm. Just has to do with my shame feelings. We'll okay. get there. Okay, cool. So, my whole family's at my house right now, because uh, there's a family celebration about to go down. There will soon be no beds, and I've been going through this for about two weeks. They got me sick. I love them, but I'm not going to lie. They made me sick. I have this horrible cold because there was no disease prevention in effect in my house when all these people were there, so most of us have a cold. And I did, I just needed, like, I don't know, my self-care has been slipping up because all these people in my house, and I feel bad because they have nowhere else to go. But sometimes it's frustrating to have a lot of family in your house. It's a lot of people. Like a lot of people. And it's just been triggering. I've had, like, trauma nightmares, like, sexual nightmares every single night. They finally, like, it was two nights ago they stopped. So I had them for almost a week. And then they just stopped, which was fantastic. So I had to check those out all the time. Because those are the worst. Then, last night, I went to a friend's party... And while we were there, it was just, like, for some reason, and it could be the combination of, like, cold and period, which, as we already know, is a horrible combination for me. But I was, like, sitting at this table, and I was like, I'm the only single person at this party. And I'm the only person that's been single, like, for the entirety, like, of the years that I've known these people. So I'm sitting there, and I'm like, damn, like damn I mean I'm not the third wheel which is nice but also like everybody at this party is married in a long-term relationship or no that was really it they were married it's not even like there's another fool there that like dates people and then stops dating people and dates people and stuff it's just literally it's just some long-term relationship people and me and then I was just like man this is sad like why am I so alone then I was sad. Then I compared myself to everybody. Then I caught what I was doing and checked myself and was like, hey, we don't have to compare ourselves to other people. It's fine. Then I was like, cool. Then I started comparing myself to other people. Then I caught it again. And then I had to like tell myself again, we don't have to do that. And then I just did that for the rest of the party. And I had a really great time, but that was coming up a lot. So then when we were there, like my old boss was, like, showed up to the party. Love this dude. He's great. 
And he was like, sometime we're eating, he was like, oh, by the way, this guy came into the shop and you gave him like, you know, something that he really liked, but I couldn't like, I couldn't recreate it. And so he asked me, you know, he left me his phone number to give to you, um, to ask you what it was that you made the first time. And I was like, I was like, as soon as he starts talking, I know who this guy is. It's the Australian guy who probably has a name. I just don't know what it is. He is very pretty and Australian and very nice. And so I'm sitting there at this table, (laughs) (laughs) the only not single person. My boss tells me this and I get excited because right before I like quit that job, it was like our last day together. And my friend who this party was in honor of, who used to work with me goes, hey, you know, like, that guy's pretty, and you guys, like, talk to each other, so maybe you should ask him for his number. And I was like, no, because I'm an addict. I'm not asking anybody for their number, because I'm terrified of myself, and I'm not going to do it. And also, I don't like to, like, ask people for their number in my place of work, because I'm a professional, so I'm not going to. And then she was like, well, you know, you could miss an opportunity. And I was like, but you know what? Like, I'm leaving opportunities in my higher power's hands right now, because... I'm not real good at, like, (laughs) making romantic decisions for myself. And I literally said to her these words. I was like, if HP wants me to have his number, HP will make me aware. And HP knows me. I'm an addict and now a recovering addict. And I don't just get it on the first try. Like, it will have to be a sign. Because I just don't trust myself enough to go asking people for their numbers. So then... So my boss is sitting there and he's telling me that this guy came into the shop and left his number for me. And my boss just never sent me the number, like never sent it. And I was like, I got super excited really quickly. And I was like, oh my gosh, that man is so handsome. then I recounted the story about how I said, I'm not going to ask him for his number. If my God wants me to have it, like he'll make sure that I get it. Right. Then my boss was like, well, if I can find it, I'll send it to you. And then I felt super embarrassed because I'm sitting in this room full of people who are all with other people. I got really excited because I like this handsome guy that probably doesn't want anything more from me than a recipe. But like, but I got really excited in front of other people and I'm embarrassed about it. And then I had to call Dolly because I was like, I was walking around and I was like, hey, maybe this is a sign. Because like, I literally said, HP would have to do this, and I've been saying I'm kind of willing to try relationships, even though I'm fucking terrified, and, like, it, it happened, except I still don't have the number, because I think the guy, my boss lost it, in which case, it didn't happen, but you know what I mean, so, like, it was just a lot of feelings, so I was gonna text my boss and be like, hey, man, like, you know, maybe just check and see if you have that number, because I knew he was gonna forget, just like he forgot to send it to me the first time, But I had to call Dolly first because I was like, am I doing that because, like, I'm willing? You know what I mean? Like, I'm willing to, like, kind of reach out and try. And this kind of seems like a sign or, like, a a good thing to me. Or am I doing this because I'm an addict? Like, am I being obsessive and being like, hey, you know, he said that guy left me his number. Well, can you check again and again to, like, because that's something that I would 100% do. And then I just felt ashamed and embarrassed because I was, like, got really excited in front of all the other people. It was a shit show, and I'm sick, and I don't feel good, and I don't even know what's happening in the world. That's my story. (laughs) Okay, friend. 
my friend. You said you want to check in about my friend. Oh, yeah. And then, okay, but that that's, like, from longer ago. But anyways, like, a few weeks ago, I woke up from a dream, and I was in this, like, happy little relationship with Dolly's, like, super good friend, mm-hmm. who I'm going to name Steven. And I was like, I woke up from the dream, and then I was like, oh, I'm an addict. So I called Dolly, and I was like, I'm so embarrassed. Like, I had this dream, and blah, blah, blah. And then I was embarrassed because I'm an addict, and like, ew. And then Dolly was like, Dolly's shaking her head and going, no, it's fine. So I called Dolly, and I was just like, hey. I literally, like, I'm so surprised. Because when I called her, I was about to be like, hey, I'm sorry, but I had a dream about your friend Steven. And she so, was, like, so sure that I was going to, like, abandon our friendship at this point. She was, like... I, it wasn't that I thought you were going to abandon our friendship, but I definitely thought you were going to be, like, whoa. Um, you know, you're an addict, and so, like, I understand why that happened, but also we need to protect Steven from your addictness. Uh, uh, this girl literally goes, well, Steven's single, and he might be into that, so, you know, I mean, I can talk to him if you want. And I was, like, no! That was the wrong answer. I'm trying to stay romantically isolated because I'm too afraid to try a relationship because I secretly believe that I'm gross. Shame. That's toxic shame right there. That's exactly what toxic shame is. <laughs> okay. My turn. <coughs> so I'll stop taking a Bose inventory. I'll just like check my shit in. All right. So, okay. We're talking about this week. Let me think. This week. Okay. I, I, right. Let me just rail into this. I, get, I got into this a little bit in my blog this week. Um, so it's been kind of a shit show because I'm getting ready to leave the country in a couple of weeks. And in the process of doing that, I have to get my shit together um, so that when I leave the country, everything is fine. And when I come back, everything's not overwhelming. Um. Part of that process means I had to go get shots to make sure that I'm not, like, infecting other people with diseases um, as I'm traveling to other countries or being susceptible to diseases as I'm traveling to other countries because I'll be going to multiple countries. And um, so I had to get my shot records, which really should would normally just be a phone call away. Mm -hmm. However, in my case, my parents lost my shot records and never thought to retrieve them. And the clinic that I went to when I was young supposedly um, got closed down. When I I had to like hunt high and low for these records, it was very um, exhausting. And um, I called the I even called the immunization records place for the for the city that I lived in growing up. And the the woman really literally asked me, "Are you sure you lived here?" Because they had no record of me having immunizations whatsoever. So, um, I had to go off of what I have right now, which is the couple of shots that I got when I was in college. And just try to build from there. And there was like a lot of embarrassment and shame around that because I just like, comparison... It's just, like, me comparing myself to, like, other 26-year-olds, like, seeing other people have their shit together. Other people have their immunization records. Other people have, like, a regular doctor that they see. Um, Other people, like, have a dentist that they go to. Other people have health insurance. Um, Other people can hold down a job. 
one like even if they don't like it they hold they can hold one down right not to say that I got fired from my job but I couldn't go to my job because it was a recreation of my trauma and a recreation of my trauma and like I could no longer participate in that environment and thrive it was like costing me too much energy to even go um and I'm better off trying to figure out something else like expending my energy figuring out something else but I'm feeling like a lot of shame and guilt around that too because I can see that my family and even some of my friends making judgments about the way that I'm going about doing this because it's not the way that other people go about and do this um but I'm really trying to get rid of toxic cycles in my life and I'm treating this process kind of like how I would treat a toxic relationship, meaning I'm just going to cut the toxic work out and try to find work or do work that is fueling and spiritually healing. And I'm really trusting my higher power on hoping that HP will just bring me what I need as long as I keep taking steps towards doing those things. And in line with what I'm perceiving to be my higher powers will. So TBD on that, you guys. Um, (laughs) Let you know how it goes. I was feeling like very exhausted and overwhelmed after trying to hunt down health insurance and do the shot records. Feeling really inadequate. Feeling very unworthy. Um, So a lot of core central like toxic shame, which I oh so gracefully binge watched and numbed um with television oh yep which then I shit on myself for about later because I wasted so much time my perfectionism also just loves to pop out at me like even once I have recognized that I'm exhibiting a defect my perfectionism then pops out at me to to add on another layer of shame for not being perfect in my recovery um both in my like sobriety life and in like my mental welfare like health life you know so that sucked and was super shitty um in other news I am also having some really really bad nightmares lately um so bad that I actually stripped the skin off the top of my tongue and chipped one of my teeth one of my front teeth in my sleep I just woke up and was bleeding and crying and my partner was like what's happening you're scaring me and I was like "Mm, bit my tongue (laughs) and I was like cool and it was just like sexually aggressive like um assault dream and it was just not fun um talked to my therapist about it and about everything else and she recommended I get a night guard so I'm now sleeping with a night guard and I'm feeling some shame around that because it's really hard to feel super sexy you guys when you have a plastic (laughs) mouthpiece that forces you to drool on yourself all night long it's just like a lot um I have to get one too my dentist told me when I have nightmares I chew the inside of my mouth I've literally done it since I was four years old and I have these I've shown them to Dolly they're so weird I have a little like I have these literal ridges going down my cheeks from where I've chewed the skin so much that I have scar tissue that actually 
is just between my teeth. Mm-hmm. Like, if I close my jaw, I have to move it out of the way. That's how big they are. Um, just from years of chomping on the side of my mouth in my sleep, and also when I'm really stressed and awake. And my dentist saw it, and she literally goes, you need to get a mouth guard, or you're gonna get mouth cancer. And she checks my mouth for fucking mouth cancer every time I go there. Get a mouth guard! Um, I got one, and it's horrible, but also, I have not bit my tongue or chipped a tooth since. So, So, you know, when? Feeling okay about that. Feeling like your tongue and teeth are whole. Yeah. Uh, feeling less sexy, less like an object, and more like a human. I think that's what's happening. That's a tough transition. Right? Um, like, <laughs> so having really human experiences over here. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. And then this might be like a little triggering for some folks. So I'm in a relationship <coughs> and have been <coughs> for um, four months almost. Like, next week, I think it'll be four months, which seems really crazy. Um, but we've, like, been hanging out, like, knowing each other for, like, a long time now. Almost. We're, like, approaching a year. It'll be a year in, like, two months. So, ten months. Oh, really? Cool. Met, yeah. Because we met at Pride. Two or three months. I think three months. So, it's, like, nine months we've known each other. Mm-hmm. Pride here. Yeah. August. Okay. I think. I'm like pretty sure. Because it was before my birthday. Debatable. Yeah, whatever. But it has been a long time. It has been. It's been a while, you guys. So we're approaching four months in our relationship and have been um, experimenting with sexual activities. Sex. Um healthy sex life is really different like healthy sober sex is really different from non-sober sex um for me especially because like I'm healing from a lot of I mean I guess like most addicts in this like most sex and love addicts like I would venture to say we have some sexual trauma in our history right and so this is actually the first um, sexual relationship I've had where um, I fully consented and was asking, like, given an option. And, like, my partner asks me my consent every time she engages me um, and doesn't freak out if I'm not in the mood or if I can't or if I, like, don't want to, respects me and gives me the space that I need. Wow. That sounds really great. It also sounds really scary. It is. It is really scary. (laughs) Because, like, as you're describing it, I'm like, this is why I've been so avoidant of relationships. Is because that sounds terrifying. It actually is really terrifying. But I think it's also... And, like, I think, like, we can have, like, a a longer discussion about this in another time. But, um... It's been really challenging in different ways. <coughs> this week, um, we had a sexual encounter at the beginning of the week, and I, um, when I finished, um, <laughs> I don't know how to like be eloquent about this. When I finished, I cried hard. Um, and here's the thing, 
it happened very fast at the very beginning. And so it was like the mood was really nice and sweet and everything was happening in life for me. And then I cried hysterically upon completion. And um, the mood was gone because it's not sexy when you are hysterically crying. Um, And my partner was super nice, but I was feeling like a lot of shame about crying and weeping as hard as I was but it's just like there was like an overwhelming sense of like you know like the feelings that come with like orgasms um it was just like really overwhelming and um I have been experimenting with this um with really allowing myself to feel the fullness of my emotions as I'm feeling them And I feel like I was betrayed by my body because when I allowed myself to do that, I just cried. And um, it was not a pretty cry. It was an ugly, loud cry. Um, And she just, like, was very kind and very understanding. And we, like, got food and water afterwards. And it was, like, very chill. Um, Only from that point on, I felt this week like a lot of shame around it because I and like fear too like I because I'm like oh no like it's gonna happen like every single time like like every single time we have an encounter and I like talk to my therapist a little bit about it and it's just like it's gonna it's gonna take time because I'm not used to having a partner that is supportive and kind and like understands consent and like respects me which this person very much does and um yeah like she like loves me and I really love and care about her too and we've taken our time to get to that point um and so I'm I'm having to really practice like being super gentle and not allowing my um CPTSD like fight or flight instincts to like take over I don't know. So that's something that I'm kind of like struggling with this week. Um, I'm feeling like some inadequacy if I'm being real, but yeah, that's like my check-in. <laughs> yeah, I, know I don't know I'm what at. it was about this week, but I have just felt straight up ugly like all week long. And it's like, I like keep having this moment where I'm like, okay, look, like, I'm not trying to argue with my brain. You know, when my brain's like, hey, you're ugly, I'm not like, no, I'm beautiful. I'm like, well, I'm a person. You know, like, I probably am like, I'm not on either, like, extreme end of the spectrum, so we can probably chill out a little bit. (laughs) My brain is not having it. Like, my brain is just like, nope, just fucking ugly. What is wrong with you? And I'm just like, thanks, brain. Thanks. (laughs) Um, to be clear, everyone, (laughs) um, (coughs) Bo is strikingly beautiful. No, thanks, Bo. Um, she just, like, said that, but she did not mean it. I saw her eyebrow move, which is, like, fine. You don't have to believe it. I'll believe it for the both of us. Um, I also feel like beauty is, like, what is even that? Like, who gets to say what is and what isn't? And I really think that all people have, like, beauty. And I think people who are, like, 
label other people as like beautiful and ugly like that's like well the, and that's what's so funny is I don't do that like I, that concept doesn't really exist in my head like I don't really look at people and go oh that person's beautiful that person's ugly but for some reason this week my brain is just like going in on it yeah it's just really having a field day out here I think so, and it, you know what let me tell you something else the Australian man leaving his number mm-hmm. at the shop for me made it worse oh no <sighs> wait why worse Because my brain is like, you dummy. He didn't, like, you can get his number and text him the recipe, but, like, he wants the recipe. Like, that's why he left his number. Like, there's no reason to even bother getting his number because you're ugly. What the fuck is wrong with you? I don't know, man. I don't know. You can't say. So did this Australian man, like, only come in when you worked? No. Well, actually, I don't know. I wasn't there. Okay, but probably not, right? And he didn't think to ask for the recipe before? Nope. That's because he just wanted to give you his number. Okay? That's my theory. Not trying to make your obsessive brain go crazy. I'm just saying people don't just give people their numbers like that. He was like, I don't see that cute girl here anymore. How can I get in touch with her? Yeah, I've we'll just see been what like, happens. Yeah, well, that's the thing. We're going to surrender it, see what happens. Thank you. I need you to remind me to surrender it. Because my brain is like, okay, so if it's a bad idea, we should just ignore it for all eternity. But if it's a good idea, then we should try to make it happen. And I don't have to do either of those things. Yeah, you don't have to do either of those things. And also, even if What's-His-Face, like, lost the number forever, if you're supposed to have dude's number and HP wants you to have dude's number, you will have dude's number. And you won't have to do anything about it. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, this is why we all need a dolly friend. <laughs> okay, so, okay. I feel like we have done a really great job of checking in our shit feelings. How um, have we combated these shit feelings? How have we empowered ourselves this week? And how are we going to move into next week? Continuing to empower ourselves and demystify this toxic shame bullshit. Okay, step one. Okay, so for me, I just feel like I've kind of been depressed the last week and overwhelmed because my entire family was in town and my period came and then they got me sick, right? (laughs) But so one of the things I've been doing is I've been going out and like taking myself on hikes, which I haven't done in a super long time. Um, I've been hanging out with friends, which I also haven't done in a super long time. I was at Dolly's house just Friday night. Mm -hmm. Um, And... I started crafting, so I rebound my prayer book and added a St. Joan of Arc prayer in there. Uh, I am reupholstering cushions right now. That's what I'm doing tonight. Um, I'm hammocking. We went to the bead store. Oh, we did. We went to a bead store and got a bunch of beads, which will be the craft that comes after upholstering my chairs. Um, I got beet juice I'm going to make. I got beets to make some beet juice, which always helps. Heals a lot of wounds, beet juice does. Beets, beet juice is magic. And then I'm just really trying to practice, like, surrender. Just really trying to practice surrender. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just like, okay, HP, I'm willing to, like, try relationships. I'm willing to try sponsorship. But you're going to have to line that shit up. Because I'm an addict. And as you well know, I don't do anything. Until I'm either so miserable that I have to stop being an addict or if I'm sure that it came from you, which at this point in time, because I'm still learning, right, to, like, follow my, like, higher powers voice. I'm at the point where, like, I'm a baby. Like, I'm super willing and, like, I'm getting better at it and, like, starting to get better at it. But I'm not at the point where I'm like, oh, HP told me to go four steps to the right. And that's what I'm going to do. You know, I'm at the point where I'm like, HP told me to trust and then... 
things lined up, and so that must be HP lining things up, because I couldn't line that up if I tried. To be fair, I am not at the point where I'm like, HP told me to go four steps to the right. I'm still at the point where like, so I quit my job. I think HP is cool with it. I think that's what HP wanted. Also, I'm not sure. Like, you know, because it's here's the thing. It's like, I can't know for sure what HP's will is until pretty much it's like unfolded in my life. And sometimes, even though I think I'm acting in HP's will, it just doesn't always mean that I am right because I have to like triple check myself which is why having like my support community my recovery community calling people like Bo calling my sponsor like other friends and program and checking in the stuff and trying to like figure it out which like even when I was talking about quitting my job so many of my program friends were like yeah like you gotta get out of there um And, like, it was funny because the day after I quit my job, so many people, like, I would talk to them, like, those same people. And, like, my sponsor and some of my other program friends, um, they were literally, like, you sound so much more like yourself. I went to my therapist's office and she was, like, you sound and feel more like yourself than you've been, like, in a minute. Yeah. So, it's, you know, sometimes you don't know until after you make the move. That's been my experience. I don't know. For me, um, it's been lighting a lot of candles. (laughs) I've been cooking a lot this week, which has been really nice. Um, I also um, went to the bead store and been crafting like a motherfucker. Um, Journaling. We'll see some of those crafts on the internet pretty soon for sales, so look out. Look out if you want some prayer beads and also like some suggestions, some just suggested prayers that like we use for ours um I also cleaned out my god box I found some pretty cool stuff in there um that have already been taken care of by my higher power some stuff that really plagued my life that I hadn't thought about since I put in that box Mm -hmm. that have already been taken care of so that was really cool um and then like I got to reflect on some things that are still in the works that I know HP is like kind of you know, still working in my life or hasn't quite answered, but it was cool to see that there was like a, um, like progression or just like movement. Um, and that I didn't have to really work for those things. I like, although let's, let's be clear. Trust can be some work sometimes. Oh, that's true. Um, that's so true. You just didn't have to make it happen. Right. I didn't have to to force anything. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. That's that's what it is. It's the work of getting out of the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's hard work, though. It really fucking is, especially when you spent most of your life actively being in the way, trying mm-hmm. to control everything and micromanage it. So, yeah, I sp- put my feet in water a lot. Put my feet in water. Water really helps me. Spend a lot of time praying, Dolly meditating. Is a mermaid. <laughs> um, a lot of time calling people. And so trying- many calls. Mm-hmm. And also just trying to play mm-hmm. and also meditating, like sitting still. It's been really hard to sit still, but I'm tr- making myself sit still because I'm finding that, um, honestly, like, I think HP is really trying to get me to sit still right now. And so... Speaking of, last thing that I meant to check in is I'm dealing also now with the addictive pattern of watching television all the time. Mm. And I turned off the TV today to upholster chairs, even though I really wanted to watch TV in upholster chairs. And 
I just like my I could hear my own internal voice like really moving and like talking to me really clearly and I realized that I spend so much time watching TV because I don't want to hear that voice yeah and because it tells me scary things like build your empire live your life trust your god you know and like (laughs) that's all terrifying (laughs) what um Um, retweet yeah so I'm like trying to like slow down on TV which makes me spend more time like sitting and like talking to HP uh and it's also terrifying so checking that one in it's okay we just dumped we're all, yeah, we just dumped all our check-ins yeah, on y'all. Yeah, we're just, like, checking Which in. is exactly what we do with each other. So in case y'all are out here, like... How do you check in? We just showed you. Yeah, we just showed you how to do it. Or in case you're out here, like, I'm related to an addict. What are they checking in about? This is what it sounds like. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, dude. Yeah, so we're going to put some solution on it, and hopefully in a couple of weeks we'll send y'all another check-in, and you will know where we are then or how these things turned out. Yeah. I was about to say, well, let me check this in because I'm an addict. I was about to be like, maybe the Australian man and I will be dating. Who knows? (laughs) Wow. Doing so good over here. Not obsessing at all. It's fine. We're doing great. We're doing a good job. Um, So much kindness we're pouring on ourselves. So much understanding and compassion. She just sprinkled compassion and understanding on us. Cool. All right, y'all. It was good talking to you. We will catch you later for the next round of recording. Um, We love you. Talk to you next week. Email us if you have questions. Uh, Yeah, definitely do that. Okay, bye. Oh, wait. You want to take us out? Oh, yeah. God. God. Grant grant us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change, the the courage to change the the things we can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Keep coming back because it works if you work it, but you got to work it every day and every night because you're worth it. Woohoo! Hey folks, this is Bo. I'm here to remind you that this podcast may contain explicit and sexual content, adult themes, and adult language. It's not necessarily family friendly, so if you have children or small people with you, um, you may want to go ahead and put it on pause. We'd also like to remind you that Dolly and I are not mental health experts and that we do not represent SLAA as a whole. We're simply two sex and love addicts sharing our experience. You can take what you like and leave the rest. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening to our podcast. This is Dolly, and I just wanted to take a moment to let you guys know that every single Sunday we'll be letting a new episode out. So keep an eye out for that. And on Mondays and Fridays, we'll be releasing a blog. Bose drops on Monday, and mine drops on Fridays. So Definitely keep an eye out for that. Contact us if you have any questions or if you just want to share your stories with us because, I mean, this addiction that we're battling is all about connecting with people and, you know, trying to understand this disease. And so that's what we're trying to do. And if you guys feel compelled to reach out to us, we would love to hear from you. Um, You can contact us at our Gmail, which is midtimers at gmail.com. You can also visit our website at www.midtimers.com. And you can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, and YouTube. And it's all under Midtimers, so we're pretty easy to find. Um, Yeah, I really appreciate you guys. We love you, and we're so grateful to have the opportunity to share our stories with you. And we hope that your week goes smoothly with grace and gratitude. We'll talk to you next week. Great. All right. Bye.